We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast, the show about nothing and everything all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host with the small lips, loud mouth. It is Madison Hadler. Hi guys. I know I haven't spoken, spoken. I know I haven't spoken to you guys in like two weeks. Kind of crazy. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for giving me the break that I needed and allowing me to come back stronger and more ready than ever um as you guys may have seen my grandmother passed away like oh what day was it I think it was the 19th 18th something on there of December so right before the holidays um it was a rough time and now with COVID running rampant again it's just been kind of a rough go at things and so um, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to rest. I want to thank for myself for giving myself the rest that I needed, but I am so glad to be back and I'm excited for this year and excited to continue making Loudmouth the little home and passion project that it was always meant to be. And this week we're staying on touch with theme of a new year and we're going to talk about goals and setting new year's resolutions. And you're probably like, Madison, we're doing this a fucking again because here's the thing. I posted about it like last week. Um, Last year, I made a whole podcast about like society's timelines. The year before, I made a podcast about New Year's resolutions. And I will link them all in the bio for you guys or in the show notes so that you guys can listen to the past ones. But you're probably like, I am so tired of hearing this bitch talk about goals and resolutions. But let's get this straight. We talk about them every year. No matter how much we say that we hate them or whatever it is, we always end up talking about them. So this year I'm coming at it with like a whole different perspective than I have in years prior. So I'm excited to get into it with you guys a little bit. And we're just going to talk about the that girl aesthetic, um, New Year's resolutions, how to make more obtainable, you know, goals for yourself and kind of what I'm going to be focusing on um, these next couple of months. And you'll see why I didn't say a year in a little bit. So let's get into it, you guys. We're talking about resolutions once again. Yeah, let's go. just seen my stories these past couple weeks then or just know me in person I usually say like fuck New Year's I always say that I don't give a fuck about New Year's 
And then all of a sudden it comes around and I fall into the trying to be that girl algorithm on TikTok and seeing all these posts about changing your life and think all of a sudden that I need to have this major rebrand of my entire being. And that's mainly why I hate New Year's because I do fall into this trap as I'm sure most of you guys listening to have as well. And as much as I like to think of myself as this, you know, mindful being who loves herself, and I do love myself, and who pours this love into herself and doesn't care about, you know, these society's pressures or whatever, of course I'm not. I'm not perfect, and I'm sure you guys have all fallen into these traps too. So I do it. I decide a plan and I try to keep to it and then eventually I slowly decline because I am not seeing the instant gratification that I was promised. Months down the line, I'm done and disconnected from that original goal so I give myself a break and try and come back to it stronger and harder, better than ever and like I'm going to do it, I'm going to stick to it in like, you know, May right around summertime and then a couple months later, get into August, September, I return to dying out and end the year thinking about how I should have been better and start a rebrand analysis all over again, getting back on the that girl TikTok algorithm of people telling me that I need to do all these things to be better. And so I plan it again. And then we just go down the same rabbit hole every year, each and every time. What is it about the societal pressure that makes me think of myself as not good enough in the midst of a new year? And also, why the fuck am I still dealing, are we still dealing with this pandemic and all the bad that is spun out of it? But yet here I am fucking worried about being this ideal person to the outside world while the outside world is in flames. I mean, okay, maybe a little bit dramatic, but you get the picture. I think this especially comes from this big sense of competition that I have within myself to do better, be better, and push myself further than I did the year before, and then combine it with this whole flood of rebrand resolutions and reshaping your life that comes in on social media or the people that I follow, or just in media in general, in the magazines, TV, whatever it is. I think ever since I exited private school um, for nine years of my life, this sense of competition within myself just gets bigger and bigger and just makes me want to improve all the time because I can never be doing enough, apparently. But that's so untrue. And while it is okay to want to improve on some things to positively impact your life, when you start to degrade the work that you have done or forget to acknowledge the fact that you've made it another year, you send your mind the wrong message by completely trying to redo everything it has done. And that's when it gets to be the problem. So how can we stop doing this? And how can we just kind of let the new year happen or find smaller ways to find these intentions, new year's goals or whatever without completely disregarding everything we've done before? Dr. Sophie Lazarus, a psychologist at the Ohio State University, says after a difficult year, the last thing that we need to do is put more pressure on ourselves or set a goal that might not be realistic during a global pandemic. It is not bad to have an intention or a goal, like I said before, but it comes 
becomes a problem when we are trying to do it because of this pressure or this obligation we have to do what everyone else is doing around the new year. If you decide that making some type of change is a good idea, then Dr. Lazarus suggests evaluating how big the change is and if that kind of change is actually reasonable and realistic. She says what we don't want to do is set a really large sweeping kind of goal and resolution and not meet it and feel more stressed and discouraged, which is usually what happens to me every single year, one or two months into it and I just repeat that endless cycle of wanting to be better because everyone's telling me I should but then I fail to meet my own expectations so how can I be better if I'm failing to meet these resolutions that I put in place myself. The stress and disappointment we sometimes place on ourselves can be very very counterproductive. Dr. Lazara says that sometimes we think it's going to help us to get more done or be more productive or make this change that we really want to make. But I think it really just tends to increase our stress and make things worse. So let's start with a small habit that you can get closer, that can get you closer and closer to your goal or to your intention without pushing you into a spiral. She says to see if you can be a bit gentler with yourself when making new habits, trying to stick to them or just reflecting on life. Give yourself that same kind of grace that you would give to someone you really love or care about who's in a similarly challenging situation. What might be more productive is to be more aware of what we are doing and how it impacts us on an ongoing basis so that we can be making adjustments in our lives to move towards what we really care about. She says that encouraging people to think in small incremental terms instead of big changes can make these goals more obtainable while also reflecting and loving ourselves as we are. And instead of trying to focus on all these bad habits or trying to fix what's wrong in your life or these bad things that you aren't quote unquote doing, she says to start focusing on mindfulness and awareness and just releasing some of that self-criticism. So often in these times of stress, we tend to really focus on what's wrong and what is unknown and what we need to be worried about and what we need to fix. But there are ways that we can kind of try to shift our perspective and even just be more attentive, aware, and grateful for the things that are going well or that are stable. So I say this all the time on my Magical Mondays, but gratitude really is the most helpful thing when you're feeling these kind of downward spirals. So if you're letting the new year get to you like I did, what I did was take a step back and wrote down a list of everything that I was grateful for in 2021 and everything that I am proud of myself for doing and even years beyond that. And just to allowing yourself to take that step back and recognize and really reflect because I feel like that's what we're missing in these New Year's resolutions and goals. We're missing this chance to reflect on the past year, which is really what that New Year is. A lot of the time we move forward and we don't really think about the things that have changed or shaped our experiences. America is very go, go, go attitude. Capitalism wants us to be our most productive. So why are we thinking about the past? We should be thinking about the future and all these things that go into it. But take the time in the new year and even after the new year, for real, it's January 3rd and I'm sure most of the people listening are like, oh, it's too late for me to do this. But it's never too late for you to reflect and to be grateful for what you had in this past year. And it's never too late to try and change and make better habits for yourself. So don't let the timeline fool you. 
And don't let this idea that you need to be improving fool you. You can take a step back and be thankful for how you've improved and then use that as your focus or for 2022. So once we do that, once we give ourselves the space to be grateful for who we were in 2021 and before that, we can take a step back and make those goals at 422 shifted around those things that we accomplished in 2021. Because I'm sure a lot of the goals that you guys have in mind are just continuations of things that you were already doing or already working on. So how can we make resolutions or intentions around these goals without freaking ourselves out, without making ourselves think that we're bad now? So let's start with something small or one single habit that we can bring in or change our life. Don't look at every little thing that needs to be changed or that needs to go into a goal to make it happen in your life. Just think about one small thing and then ask, why are you making this adjustment? Do you know that making this change could help you feel better or happier on a daily basis? Or are we just doing it because we think that we should do it? Which I feel like we all know, but we let it go to wayside when it comes to actually doing it. We set these lofty, lofty goals for ourselves. We don't think of intentional, small ways that we can actually make these things happen. And we're not even doing them for ourselves. We're doing them because we think it would be better for us. So we're, quote unquote, getting in shape because that's what everyone in the media is telling us to do. We're working out because we think that's what we need to be doing or should be doing. And that's just not always the case. Or we're journaling because we feel like that's what we need to do. That's what we have to do. And while journaling is good and it does get your feelings out, journaling can mean anything that you want it to mean. So why are we not making these small habits that can change our lives? If you want to journal, maybe start in the morning by making a to-do list or just writing out every feeling that you're feeling without making it this whole, okay, I have to journal five pages every morning because sometimes that's just not realistic or sometimes that's not what appeals to us. If journaling for you is collaging poems or creating poems or painting or whatever it is, however you express your feelings, that's how it is. And that's how these goals need to be. We need to be focused on what is actually going to improve or make us feel better or happier. And what are we just doing because we think we should be doing it or we feel like this will make it better. I say focus on the small stuff, but yet my list of quote unquote resolutions is a page long. So how do we stop this? How do we actually do it? And how do I actually focus on my goals? So I came to this phrase a couple days ago in my journal and I wrote down, I'm doing something for my future self, nurturing my past self and pouring love into the current. And the reason I wrote this is because I was getting stressed about all these things that I needed to be doing and felt very overwhelmed with this idea that I needed to be better. And it made me realize how much we forget all these past versions of ourselves and the version that we are trying to create and then trying to invent the future one. We lose sight of who we are right now in this moment. We forget who we were a couple of years ago that made us who we are today. Because we are so lost in trying to figure out what this future self needs to be. We show the current that we don't really care about it because we're trying to think of all the ways we can be better and should be better than what we are doing in this moment right now. So the phrase, 
I'm doing something for my future self, nurturing my past self, and pouring love into the current is going to be my new guiding light for 2022. Some people have phrases, some people have words, some people don't have everything. This year, mine's a phrase. I want to do things for my future self, set up goals and habits to evolve while doing something that my younger self will love and feel nurtured from. And all while loving, squeezing, and trusting the current version of me. And thanking it for how far it's gotten me along. It's easier for us to get lost in all these versions, thinking that we need to choose one over the other. I'm sure you've all seen many, plenty of TikToks about how you can heal your younger self. And sometimes, and most of those are great, and that's kind of what this idea is. But sometimes we can get kind of lost in healing our past self and then forget what the future, or forget what the current self needs right now. We think that we need to leave behind this self that we are now to become better or forget our past to live in the current. But truly, we just need all of them. Each version of ourselves is us. They work to create this person that we are. So why only focus on one at a time? Can we not love all the parts of ourselves while thinking of new and different ways to make life easier and more enjoyable for those versions? Now, you may think that my phrase is a lofty phrase with no obtainable goals, or this is a big stress-inducing thing and not a small goal like I had mentioned before that we should be doing. And you're right, which is why I did create some small things around this and kind of guiding posts to go by. So my guiding posts so far in 2022 are, I'm doing three things a day for my future self, one thing a day for my current self, and one thing a month for my past self. So I've gone through and I've kind of created a list of what some of these things can look by, look like so that I have ideas when I'm running out or just so that I have some guiding posts to see if one thing is, going, you know, for my future self or whatnot. Some of these things are more high energy, like getting the Roomba fixed, or they're more low energy, like setting up my coffee the night before because my mood drive isn't the same every day. And that's okay. I've created this list of high energy and low energy things so that if some days, if I just want to put, I brush my teeth as something for my future self, then perfect. I can do that. I'm not really holding myself to these high, high rigorous standards of it. I've also written down some goals that I want to hopefully reach while providing small habits I can change or bring in, which is something like my morning routine. I really want to stop I really want to have a good morning routine, but establishing a good morning routine means all these small habits that I can't take on one at a time or take on all at a time. So I'm choosing to do it one at a time and I'm rechecking every one to two months to see if I can add a different habit to help me get closer to the goal or take back a habit or see if something else works better. I'm allowing myself to reflect because life gets hard and busy with every day having different challenges. So reflecting every two months means that I'm allowing myself to change up what isn't working and to try something new without just completely giving up because life got in the way and I didn't do what I was expecting to do this whole time. When we just make a goal and a bunch of things we should do to change it, we aren't giving ourselves a fighting chance. So my one goal for the next two or three or one to two months for making my morning routine better is to wake up and not immediately go to my phone and go on TikTok. 
I'm going to try and allow myself to breathe a little bit and stretch a little bit before I even look at my phone in the morning, besides turn off my, my alarm. Another way that I love to set intentions without being too methodical is by making a vision board, which I've seen a ton of more people talk about recently, and I love. I used to do this when I was younger without really knowing. I would just take a bunch of magazines and glue them to a piece of paper, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is what I like. I want my life to be like. Um, but last year, I convinced my roommate Morgan to do one with me. You can do these all sorts of ways, but the way I do them and the way that Morgan and I do them is by taking some poster board and getting a bunch of magazines out to collage together. But I also have different vision boards on my Pinterest and Instagram so that I can have some digital copies to refer to and save some Instagram posts that I really like that you know I want to see myself doing or make it more personal. I like to think of these as yearly mood boards. Before I start, I do some digging of big time desires that I want to have and create a list. Then I make one, a list of the feelings or moods that I want to have in 2022 or the moods and feelings that I would have that pertain to these certain goals if I met these certain goals. Then I just take anything that aligns with the feeling that I want to have for the year or find pictures that goes with the dreams that I have for different areas in my life or just find words in articles that fit my dreams or desires and just paste them down. You just find pictures that go along with the vibes that you want or the specific dreams and mod podge them down, baby, all while being creative in the process. It's really, really fun. Afterwards, you can make a guide to your vision board and write down what each thing or section means so that you're putting your manifestations and goals into words. And then at the end of the year, you can look back on that list and be like, oh my gosh, or look back at your vision board and be like, wait, I did accomplish that. That's so cool. Like I put that on my board and now it's here. Morgan and I like to hang them in our office and studio so that when when we are done so that we can always look at them throughout the year and especially in places where we are trying to reach our goals and dreams. This can look different to many people like I said. You could just stop at making a list of your dream once in 2022 or just make the board for fun or whatever you want. But is it a fun and way less critical way to put some dreams in your mind that you can unconsciously focus on throughout the year? Or subconsciously, I guess is the better word. Now, I'm going to end out by saying these are just the ways that I am trying out 2022. Please do not take anything that I said as gospel because I know that you guys already don't. Or think that you need to do anything like that, like I am. You know yourself the best and you need to find the system that works for you. The one thing I do love about this time of year is that everyone gets to show their different ways of thinking and organizational an organization of goals and I love to take a thing from one routine that I saw on TikTok and hodgepodge it into my routine or where which is just a bunch of other little tiny habits and routines find things that work for you it's okay if you can't make a calendar with daily goals and stick to it it's okay if you hate vision boring And it's okay if you don't think about the new year at all and just take things day by day because all of those are valid and all of those important. The most important thing that I want you to remember through all of this is to not let the commotion scare you and make you think that you aren't good enough just as you are right now. 
every version of you needs and deserves to be loved. Honestly, the 2020 version of you is still probably needing some nurturing. So don't let the world trick you into thinking that you have to be this perfect and highly productive person that only thinks about the future and that is always trying to better themselves to receive love or validation. Because bettering yourself looks different every day. Sometimes the best way that I can handle myself is by giving myself a nap. And then I become the better person of myself or the better version of myself or whatever it is. Your current self deserves all the love while still getting to your next best version and focusing on your future self and while still loving and nurturing the version of you that made mistakes in the past. You are doing things for your future self, nurturing the past self while pouring love into the, into the current self. So that is my thoughts and ideas on New Year's resolutions, which honestly, this year I feel like I have done the most growth on this idea. I deserve love in every single moment of my life, and I am my own toughest critic. So to give myself love is really the validation that I need and deserve. And you can only get to that best or higher version of yourself if you love the state that you're in and nurture the past one. So take everything I say as a suggestion. I want you guys to give me the ways that you are doing your intentions. Do you have a word of 2022? Do you not care about the new year? Um, Do you have any big you know, dreams or manifestations that you want to come true, please let me know. I would love to know. Um, You can follow me on Instagram and the launch of my new website is fucking here, you all. So please check the, I can't believe I forgot to say this earlier. Please check the show notes because my website will be down there and I'm actually going to be posting um, my template of my um, weekly or my daily planner that I do every morning. So they're kind of like morning pages for you and they have the future past and current self stuff on there. So if you want to do that with me, you can, or if you just want to have that version just for funsies, or you just want to look at it, check out my website down below. I'll be posting that. Um, follow me on Instagram at loudmouthpod. Um, follow me on Twitter at loudmouth underscore pod. I also made a Facebook page. Um, You can like that down below. I keep saying, um, I'm so sorry, guys. But yeah, I think that's it. New merch to be coming soon. I'm so excited. I want to thank Emily Oliver and Julia Chamberlain again for helping me with the design of my website. Please go check it out down below. It is so cool. And I would love for you guys to see it and follow along there. Thank you guys for being with me for another year. I hope 2022 takes us further together as loudmouthers. And I hope that you guys are getting everything out of here that you need. If you ever have any suggestions, please, please, please DM me on Instagram or email me loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. Anyway, I love you guys. Happy 2022. Um, It's going to be a great year, okay? (laughs) Knock on fucking wood, actually. All right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.